going on, everybody? This is your host, Jake the Mississippi Superman Reeves. And I got the glasses on today. I'm going to take them off right now, though. And I'm here with my co-host, Wesley, the Armadillo Wrangler, Donham, and Mr. Porch Talk himself. Hey. Alan Aldridge. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. And to those of you who ain't, what's the problem? This ain't got nothing to do with you. <laughs> uh, also, this episode is brought to you by Mills Home Center of Columbus, Mississippi, where they got to come down and see Mills, where they got the deals and the thrills, the prices. It will give you chills and save all the dollar bills. Mills Home Center. Go see my boy Sean Gates. Mills is back on the. They're back. We they sponsored us again. Back on the back on the docket for a little while. Hell yeah. Nice. Yes, sir. I'm excited to have you guys today. It's a beautiful Mother's Day. It's hot as hell. I went to my I went to my annual cemetery committee meeting where we have and now inducted my wife on the cemetery committee. Nice. Um so now me and my wife both serve on the cemetery committee. And uh Did y'all get a lot done today? Oh yeah. Well the committee meeting was yesterday. That sounds like a Baptist church kind of thing. Um, well, it's actually not affiliated with the church at all, which is why the committee has to exist. It's behind Corinth Baptist Church, but the cemetery and the church is this, are separate is this for things. Upkeep, upkeep, keeping the flowers, keeping yep. everything mowed, yep. everything upkept, yep. yeah. balancing the, the the checkbook, keeping everything, everything. It's my so my my I had a great 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 grandfather who started this church and cemetery back in the mid eighteen hundreds. Um, right. So I'm around the time you of the Civil have a place War, to go when you die, then I already have my plots picked out. I already, too, I already know where I'll be buried. Me too. I don't. Yeah. Um, and because of my family lineage, I get to be buried there for free. I got the same deal. Yep. So, mm-hmm. uh, my great 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 grandfather, who was uh, he was one of sixteen children. Damn. My great 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 grandparents were from Cedartown, Georgia. Uh, and uh, they had 16 children, 15 of which were boys. Whoa. So pretty much every Reeves in the southeast United States, pretty much from Texas all the way back to Georgia, well, there are, it's all, that's all my, those are all my cousins. Wow. All the Reeves. All the Reeves anywhere around here. This, like, I'm kin to them somehow. Got a big you know, family. Yeah. But hear, I don't know any of them. You hear about it a lot, especially maybe in the South. I guess just predominantly because that's where I'm sitting and I'm familiar with it. But, like, when, let's say you have a family member that passes and the family doesn't have anywhere to put them. And, you know, maybe your family wasn't a member of a church, so you can't be buried in that church graveyard. Mm. And then, like, you're looking at options. I've heard a lot of stories of, like, a lot of scrambling. Some family members be cremated because they had nowhere else to go. Really? So it's kind I'm of not, crazy when you when yeah, you think about that. I've, yeah. I've not, I've, I haven't dealt with that much. Yeah. yeah I can, well, you, I can you see never that had being, to think about it, right? Yeah. I, well, I never did I've known where I was going to be buried I, since I was a little kid. Yeah. Dude, when I was, uh, like, 14, that was my plot. Yeah. I, well, I didn't pick my plot until last year. Yeah. But I knew where I was going to be buried in terms of what cemetery. When I was a kid, we did this thing like, all right, so decoration is what we do down here in the South. If you're from the South, you know what decoration is, right? Decoration Day is a big day, especially yeah. in Alabama. Yeah. Well, it actually originated Jason right here. Jason Isbell has a song about it. it. It actually, Decoration Day actually originated right here in Columbus, Mississippi at Friendship Cemetery. How about that? That's where, that's where Decoration Day actually originated. After the Civil War, women from Columbus went and decorated the graves of not only the Confederate soldiers, but also the Union soldiers. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, the the rest of the country was so moved by by their um, their effort to kind of, and it, it kind of helped kind of consolidate and heal the country a little bit where, 
you know, they kind of saw everybody as an American and, and put flowers on the graves of the Union soldiers because there's a lot of Union soldiers buried here in Columbus because Columbus was a hospital town. And there were a lot of Union soldiers that died here. And so Friendship Cemetery has lots of Union soldiers. All that mm-hmm. checks and it out. Was, you have Baptist Hospital, then you have the W, which was predominantly for women studying nursing. Man. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. And then you, uh, the, 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 the decoration Memorial Day, the, that, that kind of, the decoration day, it was written about in newspapers and magazines in New York and all over the, the, the country. It became a, a big deal. And that all started right here in Columbus, Mississippi. Well, when I was growing up as a kid, on Saturday before Mother's Day, what we did every year was we got our trucks loaded up and we went to the cemetery and we took care of the cemetery that day. Mm-hmm. So we trimmed the hedges and we got wheelbarrows and we filled them full of sand and we put sand. Back then, you know, you put sand on the graves and, you know, we kept uh, kept all the graves with sand on them and, and made them pretty so when people came the next day to put flowers on them, the cemetery looked really, really clean and pretty. And that was it. Back, back-breaking work. Every uh, so y'all did all that yesterday. No, we don't do that anymore. Actually, you're just leading the committee. Yeah, now I'm just on the committee. We don't, there is no now we keep we, we pay somebody to keep the cemetery mm-hmm. up all year long. Okay, and uh, we don't do the sand on the graves anymore. Now we just do the flat, and so it's way easier, yeah. way less upkeep. For yeah. sure, I've participated in many a decoration days. I am aware of the business, dude. It can't oh, yeah. be it's break it's back breaking if you let it go. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. It's just like anything else. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Without a doubt, I would tell y'all, I was telling y'all before the podcast, I'd tell y'all this on here. Do y'all know the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? My ass is about to get got. Let's go. What is the difference? I have never had a garbanzo bean on my face. What? I have had a chickpea on my face. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe you didn't get it. I can't believe I had to explain that to you, Wes. <laughs> Tired today, man. All good, Tired. brother. All good. How, so everybody have a good Mother's Day? Yeah. yeah. It's hot out there. It's, it's hot as a mug. We, we went back to the cemetery today, and I met up with some of my— Did y'all enjoy the two weeks of spring we had? Yeah. Where it, where my it, God. Where man. it actually felt pretty good? Yeah. yeah, it felt nice for about two weeks, but my it's God. My, but the thing about it is, at, like at my house, it's so, my, my, my lot is so wet. During mm-hmm. the spring, you get a lot of mosquitoes now, and it just you just can't get in the yard at all. Uh, we get a lot of ticks, and we get we get several mosquitoes. We have a bad tick problem. I have to spray my yard for ticks every year. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, to the point where if I don't spray, when you go out in my yard, you kind may have fifteen ticks on you when you go inside. What kind of trees you got around the place? A lot of pine. Yeah, yeah a lot of pine. Need to get you some cedar, dude. It's set out pine. It's not on my and it's not on my land. I see. Mm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, we got a, we got a whole bunch of set out pine all around my. On the backside of my property, mm. you know. Well, them boys growing up, I, <laughs> I think I check yourselves, boys. Well, I, I had to pick a tick off of uh, Luke's penis Damn. the other day before school. It was uh, we were we were getting ready for school, and he said, "Daddy he was crying. Daddy, I have a tick on my <laughs> penis, <laughs> my peen." And I I went in there and I grabbed that thing, and um, that's what happens in the south, man. You get ticks, people do. Yeah, people I, that. I grabbed that sucker and I had to pull it out and. Get me a little pair of tweezers, and he was like, "It's gonna hurt." And he was fighting yeah. me, and about to yank his wheelie right off, right off of his. Oh, you know, he was right in there. Off. He was he was hurt. He thought yeah. it was gonna be terrible, and I picked it off, and it wasn't bad. It was a little baby. Yeah, you know. It Did wasn't you have the all. irrational fear about the tick head getting just just staying in you, especially in your private parts when you was a kid? Like, no, nah, I had to happen though. Yeah, 
Yeah, I had it happen. I had a, I had a tick by my ball sack one time. And what do they say about it? Like the tick head can regrow the body? Like no, it, that's not true. That's not true. Oh, no, that's I not true. Like, what? No, that's not true. <laughs> I don't believe. But it will keep. It will get it infected. And you'll, yeah. you'll have some issues from it. Yeah. But I had a, I had a, uh, I had a tick by my, I believe it was my right testicle, one time when I was when I was probably about eleven years old, and I went to swim in my cousin's swimming pool that night. And now when I say a swimming pool. I'm not talking like a swimming pool, like what y'all probably think is a swimming pool. What they did was they took a big plastic, um, <laughs> like chemical jug uh, that we had on the dairy, mm-hmm. and they cut the top out of it and cleaned it out. And it was probably about probably about six six foot around, you know, probably. And they filled it full of water and then put uh, cinder blocks for steps. And that nice. was their swimming pool. They had yeah. a swimming pool, yeah. Speaking of just kind of strange things like that, you ever uh, on your way to Startville from here, and you look to the left, there's a silo out in the field, and it has a tree growing out there. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. You've seen that? It's pretty wild. I have seen that. People don't use silos like they used Uh, to. They don't. Uh -uh. You just see them sitting out there by themselves now. I I tell you what, man, uh, we've actually – we had a few empty silos for years, and we had some silos um, that – I've never had a tree grow out of one, though. I will say, never had a tree grow out of one. But they, I mean, they've been sitting empty for forever, you know. I'm wondering if it, if it's just, like, capped up to the top, and it, surely that tree ain't didn't just grow from the ground and all the way up the silo like that. That had to take that thing a long, long time. time. If it did, yeah. yeah. I don't maybe, know, man. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, I really don't know. What do we got on the on the docket today? I know we got some we got some points we need to get to. What we got today, dude? If you wanted to, I know with the latest episode with Lee Carl, uh, y'all were just getting into the school systems and all that. I didn't know if you wanted to touch back on that. I'll touch on it with you, but we, me and you can talk about it if, if you got something you want to add. Yeah, I mean, just like especially here in Mississippi, like Lee Carl was saying, like whether it be the city versus the county school. I mean, even. Just look at the way that we do things here in Columbus, whether it be the private Christian school versus the public school here. I mean, uh, people do those things for a reason. They're trying to get a better education for their uh, sons or daughters. I'd see why the reason why I'm very suspect of public school and the reason why my daughter goes to public school, and I don't think that she likes my stance on public school because she goes there. I don't like the idea of the government telling my kids things, mm-hmm. just anything. What to think, yeah. what to wear, what what's what information is important. No, but, I mean, you got certain clothes you can and can't yeah. wear. Um, we couldn't wear wrestling like WCW or NWO show, uh, really? clothes at South Lamar. Really? Huh. Especially like elementary. You know, I, I grew up, I was not allowed to watch WWE, I, w- I wouldn't either, but if I was over at a buddy's house, you, yeah. you bet I was. Yeah, I would, oh, my gosh. Cause See, I let my kids watch it and for that reason because I was super into it as a kid, mm-hmm. and my parents didn't let me watch it. And I'm like, you know, I just don't see the harm in it. Yeah, I just don't see the harm I in it. I let, my, my mom was real strict about what we watched on the oh, TV. Oh, mine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine, mine too. And that's just like, you know, we all had that one friend whose dad had the Playboys. <laughs> you know, and it's like all those things that as a kid you were directed to be – Stay away from it. Don't watch it. Don't look at it. Mm-hmm. We all had that one plug that had it, and we were we were watching it, Everything. looking at it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I you had know? cousins. I had friends. I mean, yeah, yeah. You just you know, like the Dare program in school. You know, they come in. Don't do drugs, which is great advice. Of uh, but every it's just like free advertisement for it. It's like well, ooh. I think I, I do think to a certain extent education on he's out doing Mother Day things. Yeah. Um, yeah, the old Arkansas Batman. He's yeah, he's out. 
he uh, he canceled on us this morning. He's doing familyistic activities. Yep. Um, the thing about the the Dare program, I do think the education on what drugs can do to you, when done accurately, are a good thing. I was talking to my daughter about this. We were talking about the different drugs and kind of the dangers of drugs and, and things. And um, I'm just I don't I don't teach her the same way I was taught because I was taught I grew up in a world where I was taught where if you smoke weed, you get hooked on it for the, for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. and now you got a problem, and yada yada yada. And the problem with that is, their mind they're thinking, well, it's a gateway drug. It's a gateway drug. If you try weed, you'll try this. No, the reason it's a gateway drug is because you told us they were all the same. I dipped my foot off on a little marijuana. And you I li- were lying. I like, I like that. Mm-hmm. You so were lying what about else were you that. Lying about? What else were you lying about? Yeah. And that's what gets a lot of people mm-hmm. is when you put marijuana and mushrooms and things like that on the same level as heroin and methamphetamine and fentanyl or whatever, then you build distrust. You build distrust yeah. with kids because and I, and I told my daughter the truth. I was like, I was like, look, sweetie, like. I don't know how much I want to say on here, but I was like, look, sweetie, it, it's. There's, she was talking about getting hooked on weed, and I was like, "All right, baby, let me just tell you the truth." Like, is that what they're still telling them? Uh, that's what she yeah. had been had heard, and I was like, "You ain't really gonna get hooked on weed." Like, I mean, I know people that do have to smoke weed though. They 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 either have so much anxiety, or mm-hmm. they have um, they've been maybe smoking for so long, and consistent marijuana use over a really long period of time does have some. They found some psychological effects, like. Increased risk of depression, mm-hmm. increased risk of um, certain mental illnesses like that, depression uh, uh, being a, a main one. They, I, I read a report, because I'm always interested in this. I mean, one, we have the mag dispensary here in town now that's getting ready mm-hmm. to be up and mm-hmm. running. And I'm reading all these uh, weed articles, and I'm listening to all the people who are against it. And one report that one of them sent me said if, if young, specifically young men, if they start at like the age of 14 or 15, the odds of them developing schizophrenia is high. And I, higher. I, higher. And I was higher. like, yeah, I don't know if I believe that. because it, like, it's higher only in people with genetic predispositions. That mm-hmm. There's a good possibility they're going to de- develop schizophrenia anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you do marijuana and you already have a genetic predisposition to schizophrenia, there is some increased risk there. Um, there is also quite a bit of evidence that um, – there's long-term psychological effects in alcohol. Uh, we do know. Well, I, I have I have learned from my time studying Mr. Andrew Huberman and watching, listening to his podcast and watching his videos. Um, if you drink on a regular basis, your body produces more cortisol at baseline. So you are more stressed out all the time if you drink more, like even just a couple drinks a week. If you drink a couple drinks a week on a consistent basis. I'm not talking about people that drink a little bit every now and then, but if you drink a couple drinks a week or drink like a beer every night, if you drink consistently, your body produces more cortisol at baseline. Damn. 
So you will be more stressed out on a, the regular day to day. That's so mm. funny because like, why do people? Right. Why do people do it? They drink to escape, make to that have that escape. Stress, they, yeah. yeah, they hate their job, and next thing you know, they're they're a bar flyer. That oh, it's just mm-hmm. a six pack after work, which turns into a twelve, which turns into. Maybe, it. But a six pack mm-hmm. after work is more even a couple after work yeah, every day, and they're doing it to relieve stress, and all they're doing is making it worse, making it yeah. worse, Start creating, creating. It, it, you, it will then, take the stress off, and then when you're drunk, and then a dependence. Because yeah. like after you've been drinking for so long, dude, try there's, to try to try to meet somebody who can't go a day without a drink. They get the shakes. Oh man, it's terrible. Whew. It's terrible. Sad, honestly. Yeah. You get these guys and they're shaking. Um, what, what are y'all talking about? He says, uh, "Hate to play devil's advocate here, but go ask any junkie what was the first illegalized drug they used." Like, well, ninety nine point nine percent say pot. Um, so actually, the first legalized drug, the first. Uh, you say legal illegalized drug. What is the difference between pot and uh, caffeine, though? Why is caffeine okay? Why do we give caffeine to young children on a regular basis? I mean, there's there's no evidence that caffeine is better for you than marijuana is. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, and, and I'm the first one to here to say that, like I said earlier, there are absolutely negative side effects to prolonged marijuana use on a day-to-day basis, which is why I, I don't use marijuana on a day-to-day basis. Same thing with alcohol, same thing with caffeine. Large amounts of caffeine, Mo will tell you, when I see him in here drinking energy drinks every single day, I'm like, bro, you got to stop that. Mm-hmm. You don't need to drink energy drinks every single day. That's bad for you. Right. Anytime you're taking a mood-altering substance on a day-to-day basis, that's a bad thing. That's not something you should be doing. Mm-hmm. So... I don't care if it's caffeine. I don't care if it's nicotine. I don't care if it's alcohol. I don't care if it's marijuana. I don't care if it's mushrooms or whatever. It's not something you should do every day. And you should take breaks. You should give yourself a, like, a, like a little breathing room. That being said, I'm not pro-legalization of marijuana because I think that it's good for you. I'm pro-legalization of marijuana because I don't think the government has a right to tell an adult what they can and can't do with their body when it doesn't hurt anybody else. If I want to smoke a plant that makes me silly and lazy, that is my business. Mm -hmm. But that's the reason it's illegal, because the powers that be don't want us to be silly and lazy. They want us to be productive. They want us to drink caffeine in the morning and drink alcohol at night. Well, I think string bean hit it, too. It's like with caffeine, tax it, tobacco, big tax, alcohol, sin tax, you know. Now that we're figuring out we are the 72 when we, what, two years ago, we voted for legalization of marijuana medically for the state of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. How long did it take them to finally go through with it? Two years. So they could figure out how, how we're going to tax well, not it. Only that, that's, that's they didn't like the way we voted yeah. and then went and changed it on their own anyway. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. That was insane. I didn't, I didn't like that. I mean. Yeah. Maybe that's fair, Lauren. Yeah, well, that's that. It's actually not about driving. It really is. Um, it it really is though, because you're you're it, it create it makes you more functional. Mm-hmm. Like caffeine makes you a better employee. But caffeine keeps kind of keeps things churning, which is why they they that's why alcohol is legal. But they don't want you to do it, don't do it when you're driving. They but they they want you to use it to turn off at night. And I think that's why weed, which I think is better for that. I think weed can be, be can be better for turning off at night. The difference is what uh, Lil White said on here, and this is the reason why I think that weed catches some of the flack that it does is because um, when you smoke, when you drink, when you smoke, you care. When you drink, you care less. Okay, mm-hmm. smoking doesn't really unplug you. 
It can make you silly, but it also kind of makes you start thinking about things. It kind of makes you start questioning things, questioning the world around you. Hold up. So what you're saying is we're just a bunch of really advanced monkeys spinning around on a rock, and we got to do what you say because you're in charge, even though morality is subjective. And, yet, you know, and then you start thinking about lots of things. I mean, mm-hmm. think about the things you think about when you're high. Oh, dude, and, it can range from anything. Yeah, and, and it also, um, I find that weed is not a good turnoff switch for me anymore, but alcohol still is. Alcohol has remained a good turnoff switch to help me just kind of take the edge off. Sometimes weed will take the edge off, and sometimes weed will put the edge on. Uh, Just past experience, man, like sometimes with uh, marijuana is uh, I'll get in a bad headspace to where Mm. I'm I'm looking inside myself so much that, like, let's just say I'm in a, if I was in a crowded room, and if someone makes a joke, people are laughing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm inside my head so much, I was like, "They're laughing at me. I should leave." Oh yeah, me too. You know? Yeah, yeah, no yeah, doubt. Really in my head, no doubt, hundred percent. Um, yeah, but it's, it, it can cause that paranoia. But <clears throat> that's like you talking about <clears throat> that certain. Sometimes it will, and sometimes it won't turn you off. There's so many different strains that are geared towards different. You got sativa stuff too, and man. indica. Yeah, and the best way to keep them uh, apart is indica puts you in the couch. Mm-hmm. Sativa is a the <clears throat> upper, right? Up, yeah. They yeah. say it is. Neither one of them really make me feel like an upper. But, yeah, it's, it would, is definitely. I, yeah. And just on the creative process, like whether whatever artistic approach I'm taking, whether visual, visual or music, I'd rather be on Indica. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. It's more productive for me. I, I fall asleep on Indica. Oh. I just can't stay awake. I, I can't say, stay awake. Just a little um, moderation. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that – Make a good point there, booze, and we both are good for you. Moderation is key. There's actually very little evidence that booze is good for you um, in terms of, like, upsides to drinking. From what I've read and what I've researched, I could absolutely be wrong. I'm not a doctor. This is not medical I'm advice. Not, we're all doctors, baby. Let's um, go. But <laughs> you can get in trouble saying that on here, actually. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah you be careful. Not we're not doctors. And um, not giving financial advice either. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you definitely can get in trouble for that, giving financial advice. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I think there's there's definitely there's definitely substances that are much worse than booze and weed. I don't necessarily think booze are is good for you. I don't just like I don't know that weed is good for you. I think you need to define good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you I think it's good for some people. I think there's a time and a place. Moderation is key. I think there are some drugs that moderation is not key. You should stay away from altogether. No matter what though. I don't believe it's the government's job to protect me from me. The government's purpose is not to protect me from me. It's to protect me from you, to protect me from outside invaders. That's the purpose of government. The purpose of government is not to make me put on a seatbelt. And I get in this argument with people in law enforcement all the time. And they're like, well, seatbelts are proven to save lives. I'm not arguing that. The argument is not are seatbelts good. The argument is, is it the government's right? Do they have the right to tell me I must do something to protect myself from myself? Mm-hmm. And the only argument that made even a little bit of sense that's so stupid somebody made was, well, if you're not wearing your seatbelt, you could hit somebody and then your body could fly out of the car and hit somebody else. <laughs> that is the only uh, that is the only 
possible explanation. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. The, 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 I can't yeah. do the comments really when I'm talking. Uh, I get distracted and I, I lose my completely lose my focus. They That's the only arguments off. that I've ever heard that made any sense. I don't need you to tell me to wear my seatbelt. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to tell me I can't smoke weed. I'm a grown man, right. completely capable of making my own effing decisions. I don't need you to tell me I can't do mushrooms. I don't need you to tell me I can't do meth. I'm a big boy. I can figure out I don't. I cannot do meth on my own. And guess what? If we just let people do meth, if you can look around and you see somebody walk around in their 20s with no teeth and wrinkly skin, and you're like, yeah, I want to do that, good. Do it. <laughs> die. You don't reproduce. And then we can remove junkies from the gene pool. Right. Let's get them out. Just like dumb people. Let's just start taking safety labels oh. off of things. Let's get rid of some of these laws. We have too many stupid people. We're turning into idiocracy here. Yeah. Go away, Peyton. I swear to God, <laughs> everybody I know is like the lawyer from idiocracy <laughs> in 2023. It's like Half all, the population. All those challenges that were coming out, you know, like. Lighting like, themselves on fire. Eating the Tide Pods and Why stuff like that. Why are like, we stopping these kids exactly. from eating Tide Pods? If you want to do that. <laughs> if your kid is walking on ground, this is a, I think it's a Chad Daniels bit. If your kid is walking on ground and then there's no more ground and he tries to keep walking, you got to let that fucker go. Yeah. You got to try to make a smarter kid. Maybe take your pants all the way off next time when you have sex. You got to let him go. You got to let him go. We don't need him. And then you're going to let him have kids. And you're going to have more stupid ass kids. I think we should take care of the kids in the special needs program. But I don't think they need to have 15 kids. I'm, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I know that's a controversial take. But we, you, you have, we live in this world. And, and that's what the movie Idiocracy is kind of based on where throughout most of human history, the smartest and the strongest had the majority of the children and the dummies died young, real young. They didn't have a bunch of kids, mm -hmm. if any. If you were a dummy, if you were a weak dummy, you have kids. Now we live in a world where the smartest, especially, don't have any kids, very few. But the dummies are breeding like rabbits. You got to get them a TV. Do what? Got to get them a TV. Get them something to do. They got TVs, bro. They're just pumping <laughs> while they're watching TV. <laughs> bro, I, I swear to God, there's people sitting at home right now, both of them playing Madden and having sex at the same time. Just, you know. <laughs> like, what are we doing? And then now, smart people about, don't have kids. Think about it like in the workforce. and I mean, you can even take it back to McDonald's where uh, – the coffee cup caution contents are hot so yeah. that shouldn't even be a thing and that should be and i understand why they do that because they got sued someone sued mcdonald's okay. and won that case okay but let me tell you let me tell you do you know about that case let's talk about it okay mcdonald's used uh, their influence with the media to make that person sound like they were like oh my god you sued mcdonald's because the coffee was hot the coffee was like a hundred degrees hotter than it was supposed to and they received third degree burns Woo. when this coffee was spilt on them it melted their skin like Damn. they had to have skin grafts done because the coffee was so hot it, this was Woo. not a case of hot coffee being spilled and you're like oh man i gotta go change my pants i'm suing mcdonald's yeah. no Mc, the corporation mcdonald's spun it that way to everybody at home Ooh, shout out got my ass and and what actually <laughs> happened was mcdonald's was making their coffee so scorching hot and the reason that they did that was so when people would come and pick up coffee for work when they got it back to work in the freezing cold it would still be hot but it was so much hotter mm. than it needed to be or should have been yeah. and it yeah they had third it like belted all the skin off their lap they had yeah, like they had like 
skin grafts. They had that. That's a really interesting case. You guys should really, and they want. That's. I mean, think about it. They I mean, won the case. Think about all these packages now. Think of you see the Fireball, the whiskey. Did you see? Okay, they're little singles. Mm-hmm. Those little half shots. Those don't have liquor in them. That's a wine cooler. So, and that is on the packaging if they would have read it. But someone just sued Fireball because they was like, this ain't even whiskey, and you're advertising it like it is. So they sued them because they were drinking the well, mix. You know, I had a grandfather. And they'll probably great, win that case. Great-grandfather, actually. He, um, he hired this guy, I believe, to do dirt work. I was, they were talking about this. Did, did he throw himself off a ladder or got hurt on purpose or no, something? No, no, no. He hired this guy to do dirt work. Well, he, he used this guy a lot, and this guy put his sticker on the back of his truck. This guy did, was a contractor. He did not work for my grandfather. He just had my grandfather, my great-grandfather's sticker on the back of his truck. Oh, name and likeness. Well, he was in, like, Texas, or he was in a different state and was in an accident and killed somebody, or somebody got hurt really, really badly. Oh. Not his truck, not his employee. Ruin, he had nothing to do with it. Ruined his brand. Got sued for a million dollars. Ooh. And they won the case. Just because that sticker on Because there? his sticker was on the other guy's truck. Golly. It was not his truck. It was not his employee. That he was not there. But they sued him. I don't remember what the dollar amount was, but they sued him. And they, so I say a million. I don't know that that's right. But I know that they sued him, and they got a humongous settlement from my great-grandfather. Wow. Um, and he had nothing to do with it. he had nothing to do with it. Dang. Because he, this guy put his sticker that on the back the of his truck. That would be the equivalent of, like, and I see him all the time, someone riding around, let's say, Starkville with a relentless MMA sticker yep. and something was to happen. And somebody sued me. Yeah. And I'm actually made that point because there's millions of stickers. My, I have stickers all over town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I see, yeah, I see so, them everywhere. Yeah. Could somebody sue me because somebody had my sticker on the back of their car? You're going to have to put some kind of warning underneath? Like, not not, not an employee, not, not liable. Not affiliated. Yeah. Oh, that's that's crazy because, like, that's the point of a sticker to let people know. It's like, hell yeah, I, I mess with this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud to be a part of this. I consider it to What's be going on, part Dino? of the fold. Do you know? But, you know, Dino. like, just take that McDonald's. I didn't know it was that severe or, you know, your grandfather's case. But how many products that we have now on the shelf? Like, uh, uh, take that, a, Lawrence is my big old body flying. Could kill everybody in the car. Yeah, too. got your ass. <laughs> she got me there. <laughs> she got my ass. Burn. All right. <laughs> but, I mean, all these cleaning products do not ingest. If so, please. Yeah, just know. let them drink it. Yeah. See? Let them drink it. I remember uh, OSHA was real big at Ingalls when I worked down there at the shipyard. Yeah. And I remember, like, OSHA regulations, like, if you were, like, six feet up, you had to have a strap. Four feet, yes. You had to have a strap. You had to be strapped up in case you fail, you'd be caught. And I'm like, man, I'm looking at some of these guys, and they're not paying any attention to it. Because that harness, it does nothing but hold you back. The harness it, was actually four feet long, too. Yeah. It wouldn't catch you. <laughs> you're four feet off you're the ground. Exactly, you've been down there, Mo? He worked for OSHA before. Oh, yeah. Or not for OSHA, but he's worked under OSHA, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, in other jobs like that, and I've seen some of the people that are in this workforce, and I was like, it really wouldn't be that bad if we kind of curl Cur- let's, let's, let's call the herd, call the herd a little bit, man. Yeah. Let's yeah. call the herd a little bit. Like, I, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm okay with where we are. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go any further for a while. I don't, I don't need more inventions, really. My phone, uh, it's nice enough. Well, dude. I think we can stop making new iPhones. Too bad. AI, baby. Well, I'm just saying the reason why, like if, and with AI, it could fix this problem because you need more people to have a a larger. It's going to be more like idiocracy now. You think so? Because now nobody's got to learn anything. Dude, I don't have to write a paper no more. I just tell 
Chat GPT, hey, write me a paper on Shakespeare. Isn't that yeah, wild? That is wild, but hey, I can't, I mean, let's I can't, be honest. I can't I, solve this math problem. Chat GPT, what, I've what, get, what I've does I've been getting other people to write my papers my whole life. So, yeah, but you know, talking true. about solving math problems, it, it's true for me in so school now. True. They don't even like my daughter, she like all her tests and all her homework and everything is calculator. They don't write any questions and, and solve any problems. Do you remember work. when we were in school? And I'm sure it was this way for you, Wes. I know it was for you. Is like on math tests, you had to show your work. That's what I'm saying. Even if you, even if you, even if you use the calculator, you still had to go through PEMDAS, you know, mm-hmm. parentheses and exponents. Please excuse my dear aunt Sally. That's it. Yeah. You had, and you had to show your work for, okay, this is how I write this answer. And now of like common core math and the stuff that they're rolling out now. I actually don't hate Common Core Math as much as everybody when else When I look does. at it, it's just foreign to me. It doesn't make... Right. I, like, I can't get to, I I can't get to the same conclusion. A lot conclusion. of what Common Core does is actually the closer to the way my brain works. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I was doing math as a kid... So, like, one of the things I do that I, I'm pretty sure Common Core teaches is I just go through and get all the 10, make all the 10s mm-hmm. to make the, the problem simpler. So, if I see a 7 and a 3, I just mark them out and write a 10. If I see an 8 and a 2, I mark them out and write a 10. Mm-hmm. And I just go through and I simplify the problem first. And that's a lot of what Common Core is. It's just simplifying mm-hmm. the problem before you start working on it. Well, that's the way I've always done math. And I always got in trouble doing that. Now, this is not me being pro-Common Core. What Common Core does do and I think that this is one of the, I don't know, this is one of the purposes. And that's the thing about a, a lot of things we talk about on here is I can't prove malicious of intent from the government or from the powers that be for anything that I say. But it does get the parents out of, it makes the parents no longer have the ability to help with homework. It makes yeah. it harder for the parents to help because it's now not, it's you're, not the way that you it's did it. It's not the way that I did it. Right. Now, I, now you can no longer depend on me to help you with homework. Um Maybe that's the case in point. You know? that, and that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I truly do believe that the breakdown of the family structure is vital for the government to get us on the trajectory that they want us to be on. I think some of the things that y'all talked about with Lee Carl last week, uh, that was like it was leading to that. Like yeah. a lot of the points that y'all were making, it was like, let big daddy government do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's let, absolutely the case. You know? Trust big daddy government. Because here's the thing. Your parents may not share your worldview, the government's worldview, okay? Throughout most of history, kids and parents, if you were from the same area, pretty much had the same worldview Yeah, for the most part. You you believed what your parents believed. And that's an important, very, very important quality. Because this is what you have to understand. What you believe, let's all be honest. Can we be honest for a second? Does not fucking matter. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't really have an impact on your life. If you're a conservative or, or, or a, a liberal or if you're a socialist or a capitalist, um, I do believe that there are some worldviews that you are better off being a capitalist on. because when. But there are worldviews that I think we need socialists. I think there's some socialist worldviews. Like we need to help people less fortunate than us. I think that's that's a good worldview. I just don't think you should need to enforce it. When we talk about those things, the way that you frame it, whether it be more patriarchal or matriarch, like, you know, a capitalist society is a bit more patriarchy and then yeah, it's, it's, a socialist is more maternal. Yeah. And I do believe that you absolutely need You need a, both. You, you need a mix you of need both. A, you need a... You need you have to have a world that becomes too masculine, I believe, is like the Islamic world where women are castrated mm-hmm. and are not allowed to show By their way, body. Uh, London, F-A-F-O. So they uh, they've had a lot of immigration, uh, Muslim immigrants come into the country. 
they're up and down the street a la Akbar, and dude, it is not. It's looking like it could go a little violent in London. Oh, the Islamic. I'd the, be over they'll there. beat the shit out of I'd the Brits. Be, I'd be over Brits there. Brits are soft, dude. I know I look like a Ala <laughs> snack bar is my thing. Yeah, yeah Brits are soft. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about that currently. But here, here's, the, here's the point that I'm making, okay? Here's what does matter. One of the most important things in your life is going to be, one, how well do you maintain a relationship with your parents as they age? Honor that father and mother, dude. Number two, how well do your children uh, maintain a relationship with you as you age? Because as you age, the number one import, most important key to your happiness is going to be the relationship that you're able to keep with your kids. If Think about it right now. You've got kids. Mm-hmm. If we could fast forward 40 years in the future and you're a billionaire but your kids don't talk to you, are you happy? No. They're probably not. Is no. there any and when world? The moment you, you're old enough, Jake. Just like we were watching Step Brothers before we got going, as soon as she's old enough, I'm putting her ass in a home. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What kind of, like, okay, if if your children see you honoring your father and mother, mm-hmm. the odds are they will honor you. Mm-hmm. I, I, agree, I agree with that 100%. The yeah. thing is, though, the more your worldview conflicts with your parents, the more your worldview conflicts. Now, now I'm not saying every parent, some parents are pieces of shit. I'm not talking about those. So I know we're going to get these comments. We're not talking about those parents, but the more your worldview conflicts with your parents, the less happy and the less fulfilled both of your lives are going to be. But the more controlled you're going to be by your education system and the media. So the government does not want you to pass down your worldview to your children if it's not the worldview that they want. There's certain things that they want. Patriotism is something the government does want you to pass down. I'm not anti-patriotism. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're for that. That's because you're you're only As you're you're looking you're all right, so I'm not saying there's anything wrong with patriotism. Here's what I am saying though. There the left is not patriotic. The right is. Well they hate the flag. Right. Let me, let me, so let me let me let me explain to you the reason why this doesn't matter though. The left not being patriotic doesn't matter. The right being patriotic does. If you have a bunch of people over here that are pushing socialism and this worldview that, they, that the government does want, but they're not patriotic, it doesn't matter. The people who matter, if they're patriotic and love the government or not, are the people with guns that will shoot you. Mm-hmm. The people that will rise up and get violent the if left. you start pushing. But as long as the people who have the guns and are, 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 violent, are willing to, to rise up and have been waiting for a moment... For another revolution, as long as they super support law enforcement and super support the military, we have they have nothing to worry about. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that those are bad things. This is not me yeah. jumping on down the people on the right's throat. I love law. I support law enforcement. I got love for people in the military. Do I love everything the military has done over the last hundred years, eighty years? No. We are the laughing stock of the world. Well, I think the world's a laughing stock too, though. Like who? I mean, who? I mean, the the, the, the Russians are, are people. They're super oppressed by their government. The Chinese, they are the ultimate like socialist puppets. The Chinese people, most no, that, that's of most not of socialist, that's communism. Commun- that's well, communism is a, is an extreme form of socialism. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about give government abs- like like North Korea, give government absolute control. And and the the good of the whole supersedes me, supersedes mm-hmm. my rights, supersedes what I need. I'm gonna give it for the whole. That's the. Yeah. Uh, um, I appreciate the mushroom. It's like you was with me. What's last up? Night what's up, dude? What's, what's up, up what Derek? What's up, baby? 
Um, I'm sorry, I'm not keeping up with uh, with all the with all the comments and questions. If y'all, uh, um, if y'all see anything, yeah, I'm trying to catch up. it. I think we're pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I just don't. Uh, I don't trust anything. I'm I'm a well. That, the thing is, that's kind of my point. I was AI, raised that way. Like some of those pictures that I was sending y'all last night, like in the group, is like, man, this election cycle are literally anybody, dude. Like if they have enough clips of you and your voice and video, mm-hmm. they can manipulate you and make it seem like whatever they wanted to paint you as, or you know. AI could draw up this picture to make it look like, oh, dude, this dude was just wrong place, wrong time. And I'm trying not Mm -hmm. to give, like, examples of things. But this is going to be one of the most interesting 2024, possibly most important election in American history. And they say that about every election. But I really do think this is going to be the most interesting one because there are going to be so many deep fakes. There's going to be just so much going on. It's going to be insane. That's wild. Wesley, you're not respecting the two-fisted no, shake I did. I did. Dude, every time you do that, you back your head up and do it, and then, and then you lean right back. Move the mic away from your face. Oh, man, I got bad. Head See, head. you're still – don't move your head back. <laughs> Mo, Mo is there helping out, Lauren. Thank you, uh, thank you Lauren. So you, need, you need to back up just a little I bit, too. Like I, I feel like I have to yell. Maybe I should, but I have a soft voice. You need to speak up, yeah. 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 So what do you think about it, Wesley? I want to hear a West take. I want to hear a West take on – School system. I want to hear a West Tech on the government. What do you think? You're, and the thing is, too, what I was talking about, the importance of of the people on the right being patriotic. You're the only former military, military person. You're a Marine. I want to know what your take on it is. Because the thing is, nobody is pushed patriot, on, patriotism is not pushed on anybody more than it is active duty military members. Ooh, I mean, when you, go to, when you go to, uh, if Biden gets reelected, I'm I'm moving back to Ireland. <laughs> Let me go with you, dog. I want to be with my people, uh, bro. I, I'm I'm with you, homie. Honestly, I kind of like Biden. Go ahead. I, I, I don't like Biden. I like him being our president because it's like constant comedy. No. Yeah, nobody nobody makes a joke. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Dude, he, he was doing, like, the Asian Pacific. Like, this is Asian Pacific and Islander month, you know, as we're recognizing the AAPI peoples, Pacific Islanders. And he brought up, like, these Chinese artists. And, oh, my God, it was the funniest <laughs> thing because he got. It couldn't be better than the Hispanic. Yes, it was. No, no, it couldn't uh, be. Mo, I'm going to try to find the video and send it to you. We got to watch this. He pronounced one of them dead wrong. And well, then and then he started doing a long one, and I was like, "What was y'all doing to this man? Yeah. There's no way he could do this." I gotta quit. And they he gotta quit asking him to read things. And, and, yeah. yeah, he was reading the prompt, but Lou, he's like, "You could tell he got halfway." <sighs> she can call me Bidden, and it just the clip ends. And I'm like, Wes, ah. I, I want you. I want your take on this, though. I want your take on the on the military." Uh, like, like that. This is just the way I. When I back up and I'm looking at things objectively, this is how I see it. What that's do you what I was think? Gonna say, yeah, when you're, when you're in, right? This was for me when I was in. Like you, you do get pushed on the patriotism because you, sure. you're, you're in. You're like, well, I want to be patriotic. You know, I right. want to serve and this and that. You have and to it be. sticks with you for a long time after you're out. Too. I think you. I think that's a good thing. Um, I'm gonna explain why. But the more you grow, you. I guess you just see more things. I'm still patriotic, right. not near as hardcore patriotic. I, I like love. I, was. I love the things our country was founded on. Right, I, agree. I love the I love what the Constitution was meant to do. I love the idea of equal rights for everybody when they're born. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of all men being created equal. 
I love the right of my rights being inalienable. I love the thought of my rights being God given, not government given. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. That's the that's the patriotism that I am. Right, when right. I look at that, and I'm like, you damn right, I'm an American. In some way, I love the fact that Americans are the hardest people to control of every country in the in, in the world, every first world country, of every developed country. America has freedom hard. We have freedom hardwired in us, especially middle America. I thought we would have done a whole lot better during COVID, but a lot of this COVID stuff. But we did better than everybody we else. We did better because exactly. we had we had a lot of people say, "Hell no!" Right, and, I and like a lot too. of them lost their jobs over it. Absolutely, know? their lives got that, turned over when you lose that. Though, down. Right, and that's what's under attack. Yeah, that's what it. That's I like what, that grittiness that, w- that we have. That's, there. in my opinion, well, that's our history, dude. We we said to the crown, exactly. hell no, exactly. you ain't gonna tell F- us yo, shit. F yo T, dude. This is the problem with what I feel like colleges are pushing on the kids. This is the problem of educated, um, college ed- educated professors and students when they start making these pushing these worldviews that are different than the traditional American worldview, what they're doing is they're creating a society that's easier to control. They're creating a society that's going to be easier to lead astray or lead down a path that's not in their best interest. When you start just uh, believing the science was a big one. And here's the thing. I'm a believer in believing facts when they're given to you. Mm -hmm. But the thing about believing the science with COVID is I'm looking at the numbers and I'm like, this is not a big deal. Well, that was just over that turn ninety nine point nine percent of people survive ninety eight nine point five or whatever. It was insane. Like I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm when not staying say in that, my house though, for that. Believe this. Uh, believe the science or trust the science. That was just a term that they could say to kind of get you to not research it yourself. Right. Just trust the science. Trust, trust the science, bro. But I want to look it for myself and find the facts. Whoa, man! Don't worry about Whoa, the facts, bro. Just trust the science. Yeah. You know, but what if? What if your science is wrong? What if you're what if, what if I'm looking at the numbers? You're putting the yeah. numbers in these articles. I'm reading the numbers, and the numbers don't make sense right. for us to shut our whole economy down. It doesn't make sense for us to 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 do damage to our society and our economy that will take decades to recover from. If we ever do, I honestly don't think we ever will. I don't believe that our economy will ever fully recover from COVID. And do you want to know how how absolutely, and I know as a southern white man talking about this, do you want to know how you know our, our economy may not recover? Or if you want to look at how economies can crash and not recover within the United States, you want to know the number one state to look at? Mississippi. It's the poorest state in the union. Wasn't always. In 1860, it was the richest state in the union. Mississippi was the most wealthy state in the union. Now, that being said, slaves weren't counted in the population in the same way that white people were. But in before the Civil War, Mississippi was the richest state in the union. Mississippi and and this is and this is actually goes back to sometimes I will argue for systemic racism or institutional racism. I will argue these points in favor of it. Because people are like, well, r- slavery ended in the 1860s. And it's like, dude, do you not understand how long it takes entire groups of people, entire states to come up from something like that? Mm-hmm. And the other thing you got to remember, too, and this is me making a flip argument to, to argue like I'm on the left a little bit uh, here. Another thing you have to argue is black people in America are no longer recovering from slavery. They're recovering from Jim Crow. And that was in my grandparents. That was in my parents' generation. 
That was my parents and grandparents' generation. Mm-hmm. Dude, we look at the history books. That wasn't that long like ago. Martin Luther mm-hmm. King Jr. and like some of these historical figures. Dude, that was our grandparents' day. Yeah. It, it was not. My it, parents were alive for that. Two generations ago. My right. parents yeah. remember that happening. Right. It's like, not, it's not that sure. long ago. This was ago. not that long ago, guys. Yeah. Like, you want to talk about, you know, this or that. Now, I think this is inarguable. Now, the question is, what's the right move? And that's what I don't know. I don't know. I think that, I do think that uh, there are certain things that have happened, and I believe that the left perpetuated them that has really made it harder since then for the black population, specifically in the South, to get ahead. Um I think getting the father out of the home with welfare was a big one. That was that's number one. I think that was number one. I think a lot of things that were sold to a lot of minority communities to the by the government for a very long time, and that this is again this is the this is what what the only thing that can be argued is was it malicious or not? Mm-hmm. Was the government purposely trying to keep black people oppressed, or were they just stupid? Um, but when you look at what the FBI and the CIA, what the government did by get it putting cocaine and crack in the hood, when you look and you see how they have perpetuated the drug trade in uh, low-income areas, uh, specifically black areas, and these things have come out as facts over the last 10, 15 years. They're no longer just uh, conspiracy theories. Like yeah. some of the, the it's CIA projects fact. and stuff. So that stuff's crazy. The dude. race war it goes back to the Mansons and what the yeah. uh, what the FBI was doing I, with I, acid during that day. They were I, trying to create a race war. I honestly one hundred percent think that um, one of the best things that most minority groups in America could do is try to completely separate themselves from the federal government as much as possible. Because the more you take things, and if there's anybody that will tell you this, the American Indians. Uh, I'm sorry, Native Americans, American Indians, not a politically correct term, but I still say it. The successful ones um, do. When you look at how the government continued to pretend to give them things just to stab them in the back as soon as they took it, mm-hmm. as soon as like you'd be like, oh, we're going to do this really nice thing for you, and then give them small pox blankets or whatever. Um, do what now? Yeah, you yeah. know, Andrew Jackson did that on the Trail of Tears. Gave you them blankets know, with smallpox. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, purposely oh. gave Native American smallpox. Like when they, when the Native Americans were on the Trail of Tears, Andrew Jackson, who is still for some reason, also Andrew Jackson is one of the key people as to why the Civil War happened. Uh, another historical fact for y'all. He Man, was. I don't know if I ever heard that. He is. Uh, he was a monster human. Uh, he was extremely, uh, extremely racist. With the exception of George Washington, I would say most people who were on our money were absolute monsters. Who were what? They were monsters. See, I'm, I'm, I don't necessarily know if I agree with that. I don't believe Benjamin Franklin was a monster. I don't believe that Thomas Jefferson was a monster. That dude invented the fire department and insurance. Who? Ben Franklin. Man, you know what he a did? monster. The fuck it don't. He was like, all right, get house insurance. All right. Next day, burns their house down. Here I come with my fire department to put the fire out. You see what that motherfucker did? I don't know much about this. I might need to do a little research it's here. Fun. Now Check I do know. Out. I do know. Homie was fucking. Oh, homie was. Fu- he had. He had syphilis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Homie, homie got a lot. Uh, clapped a lot of cheeks. Um, and so did Thomas Jefferson. Now a lot of yeah, people don't yeah. like Thomas Jefferson because he owns slaves. Um, so did Lincoln. Uh, no, Lincoln didn't own slaves. Ulysses S. Grant did. I, I don't believe there's any record of Lincoln owning slaves. Now, Ulysses, you, uh, Ulysses S. Grant owned slaves, the general of the Union Army, and I don't believe Robert E. Lee did, or if he did, they were very little. And Robert E. Lee actually opposed slavery. Ulysses S. Grant did not. 
Um, the Civil War was a much more complicated war than we're taught that it is. All these topics are in the the way more complicated. And, and to quote Norm Macdonald, ain't it weird that our history books, it just so happens every time the good guy wins? Yeah. It's kind of funny. Well, throughout history, it's always going to be that way because they're who wrote the history book. Ah, yeah. Norm Macdonald's point. Right. That's that. Like when, <laughs> when the guy who won the war writes the book, then he's going to paint you, it. You, and, you annihilate a culture and every remnant of Well, I mean, what is a good guy record? and a bad guy, really? A good guy and a bad guy most of the time comes down to perception. I had this class uh, at University of Mobile. It was a, it was a, it was a class on African history. And the textbooks, uh, you had the way that modern African history is taught. And then there were books that are like blacklisted that he got that uh, taught history from the losing side, from tribes of people that were dominated. And these come, these were stories passed down like when the, shi- when the slave ships showed mm-hmm. up and to hear those stories. It was tribe on tribe. The tribe that dominated the other would sell the other tribe into slavery, into bondage. Yeah, Tyler wouldn't have made it this mm. episode, Lauren. That's why we're doing this episode without Tyler here. He wouldn't have made it, and for it, sure. It's so crazy, like, yeah. how, like, history is, like, when you, when, if you have access to the losing side, there is a lot of sympathy for those people because, like, they were just taking total advantage so of. So, I, I think another issue, and I think there's a lot of evidence, and this is back on the, like, how governments kind of manipulate, have manipulated the black communities, and I think it's continuing now. Oh, hell yeah, um, it is. I think it's they continuing. They were promising reparations during the election season in California, mm-hmm. and the moment election season is over, the governor... Well, it's just not. Mm, Rep- reparations not, not in gonna, that way. not going to be able to do it. Reparations that way, just, they're not going to work. Uh, I, I would even be possibly be in favor of, instead of handouts in terms of reparations redistribution i would be in favor of uh tax breaks uh, i'm in favor of tax re- breaks but relieving like, income tax this is and i would, take, a I would take this to voting and like you want to talk about let's talk about suffrage and the right to vote the repeal of the 19th amendment no everyone should be able to vote if this is my rule uh if you are paying taxes, if you are a beneficiary of taxes, you have no right how uh, how my money is being spent. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't. I don't agree with you that. that so okay. basically, what you're saying is because I mean, especially in today's culture, where almost everyone with a child is a beneficiary yeah, in but some way. But they're also paying towards, and it also means that a lot of your business owners that showed losses would not be able to vote. You're basically the only way okay. that's going to be taken there, is there would be need to be several things done. Right. I mean, in order to make a tax code where that was the case, you would have to put so much red tape. I mean, that tax code would be a hundred million pages long. It would, that'd be almost impossible to, what to, if we, what if we did five things, five things, maybe not even five. Let's let's do it like uh, what was that movie to where we had uh, Neil Patrick Harris walk up to the alien is it's afraid. Let me let me also what was that let oh, me also Starship Troopers. Yeah, let me put it to you or, like this too. Or, or service guaranteed citizenship. So if, I don't I don't I don't know what you're with about. illegal immigration let, and everything that we have going on at the southern and northern border. Like okay, if because they're not sending their best, that's a fact. These are cartel people. Some cartel of, people are getting in here either way, dog. Some of them are sick. We're not. We some are, of them are that, sick. They it's, might be it's sick. All, it's for sex slavery. Let, let, let's, all let's, that stuff. Let's talk cartel stuff. Let's talk, talk sex slaves and cartel. Okay, let's go. Let's get let's get off on this. But before we do, let's talk to, about the tax thing. All right. So essentially what you're going to do 
is you're going to remove anyone's ability to vote that in any way um, benefits from the taxes, right? Do you see how quickly we could go too far the other direction under yes, that system? I, yes, I do. Where, where the people in power or the people that do have money who are already running everything. And that's the thing you got to understand. The people who are in power and have money are already doing whatever they want. They're already paying what they want to pay. Let the record show that I will step back what I said because you just broke that. And that is a damn good point. Yeah. Okay. So let's also go, let's talk, let's talk. So this is the reason why the Southern border to me, um, it's funny that this has become a race issue over the last Donald Trump made this a race issue, really. And he didn't make it. The media did. Mm -hmm. Because Bill Clinton was pro-closed borders. Uh, most of your most of your Democratic Democrat elected officials were pro anti-immigration, pro closed borders forever. When time, Donald yeah. Trump said it, he's a racist. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Whatever. Who built the cages, Joe? Uh, <laughs> Who built the cages? But here's the thing, and this is my <laughs> argument against not what Donald Trump's point about the wall. This is my argument against most people because what a lot of people are trying to say is we got to build this wall, we got to crack down because we have to stop Mexican cartels and sex trafficking. No amount of law enforcement, no high of a wall is going to stop Mexican cartels and sex trafficking. Because they're finding elaborate tunnels dug all the time. That You're are, talking you know. about a multi-billion dollar industry, okay? If I can drive a car from Mexico to the United States, all you have to do is pull up, look at the guy, pretty sure you can let Gre him know who you are. Grease him a little bit. Say, hey, bro. I'll give you $100,000 to let me and my buddies bring 18-wheelers through here. Or when you get home, your wife and children's head will be on a stick in your front yard. Well, you wouldn't even have to tell him that because money itself talks. Right. I mean, but, okay, you may not be able to bribe me with just money. But when you combine money with the or my wife or children's head will be oh, yeah. on sticks when I get home. That's a tough combination. I'm taking the money 100 times out of 100 times. I may just offer me money. I may have some, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I may have a conscience about that. I may kind of mm -hmm. like, I may be the biggest Boy Scout ever. Um, no, I take my job super seriously. There is no amount of money to make me go back against my principles. I may have the biggest backbone ever. ever. But when you compare me getting paid $100,000 cash on top of what I'm making at my job to my family being murdered, mm -hmm. which is what these people are dealing with. You don't think the cartels will do that? They do it all the time. Yeah, they, they do it all the time. Yeah. Let's say we build a wall and no one can get through. The cartel has submarines. They have well, elaborate not, underground tunnels, yeah. not not hand dug little little spoon tunnels. They yeah. have tunnels that you can drive yeah. cars through with roads. Yeah. This is a multi billion dollar industry. The only way to stop cartels from bringing drugs in America is to end prohibition, do away with drug laws, regulate drugs, end prohibition on sex trafficking. Where now we have a regulated prostitution is a regulated legalized. Um, thing in this country where everybody has to be of, of age and I'm not saying it'll get rid of it because there's some people that like to diddle little kids. We should kill those people. Hmm. But Talk about you uh, POTUS like that. Ending, ending prohibition is the only way to chop the head off the snake. We, the, when was the highest percentage of crime in the United States of murder? It's in, during prohibition of alcohol. Yeah. How did we beat the mob? Everybody's like, oh, the uh, mob's still around. No, they're not. Yeah, they may still exist. I don't it's know. not like that's, it is in the that's 30s. That's not what people tell me, Jake. 
The cartels are the new mob. <laughs> I'm not saying that these organiza organizations don't exist anymore, but the cartels are the new mob. Yeah. They're the ones running shit. Mm. They're the ones with the money because they're the ones dealing the product that's illegal. That mm. was something that was brought up the other night. We, we were having drinks uh, out at Zachary's on the patio, and a friend of mine who works at the MAG, at the dispensary, he was like, dude, in a few months, if you get your workers permit, I could probably get you a job down there. And we're like, I was, I was like, could you imagine? I, I was like, if I could go back and tell 16-year-old me that I was going to be growing weed for a living. And we were, ha, ha, that's so funny. And then this, this old-timer walks up out of nowhere. He was on the patio smoking a cigar. Good cigar, by the way, if you're out there. But I uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, and he was like, y'all laugh and think it's funny now. But uh, look at Colorado and all these other places that are legalizing mm -hmm. use of drugs, not just marijuana. He said, you let this ease in, what do you think is going to follow? And we both kind of looked at him. It's like, if you're going to tell us a bedtime story, make it a good one. What, yeah. You know, what's to come? He was like, well, you got cartel problems in car Colorado. It's like, dude, they can they can legally do, like, anything in Colorado. You know, like right. psilocybin, all, anything, right? It's like, cartel's out. I'm right. Go, I'm go. not going to deal with the cartel if you don't make me. That's right. the problem with making yeah. something illegal. Yeah. When you make something illegal, you create that, a black and market. That, and that's your yeah. prohibition argument. That, right. that dissolved it because now you can just legally go get it. I can go get it yeah. from Greg at the dispensary. <laughs> I'd a lot rather deal with Greg at the dispensary yeah. than a freaking cartel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, no it's, it's a no-brainer. I will pay more to not have to deal with someone who will cut my tongue out if I don't pay him. Like, I will pay a little bit more. So, not, maybe not everybody will, but most people will. And typically, risk drives up prices. Usually, mm -hmm. things are more expensive when they're illegal, by not less expensive. It's way, not necessarily been the case with weed. prices from the dispensaries is uh, same or lower than what you would do on the street. Right, and it's better yeah. product. It's usually, typically, since, the, since marijuana's been legalized, marijuana is better it's better stuff. Yeah. We're not putting the hands and money in the hands of criminals. We're not putting money in the hands of cartels. We're not. We're not funding murderers. We're we're funding. I mean, other types of murderers. You know, you got like the FDA making some money or whatever. But it's just the the argument that people like to make on these things, like the border crisis, how we got to keep the cartels out. There's only one answer. What what bankrupted the mafia? What got rid of them? The ending of prohibition. Mm -hmm. The ending you, of prohibition. How do you get rid of sex, brother? Because a lot of a lot of this is sex trafficking. Well, I mean, but you could also legalize yeah. prostitution. Why is prostitution illegal? That's a point. You, I'm could, a, you could definitely I'm a grown do that, but, man. But She's do? a grown woman. But You're what, paying for it no one, matter what. One thing I will not do. I will never be okay with pedophilia. A hundred percent. There right. is no question. Right. But there are people who like to diddle. And they're the people in power. We know this. If we had that Epstein Island log and we could look at all these little diddlers, we probably, probably, we, we probably wouldn't be a big fan of uh, Forrest Gump anymore. We probably wouldn't be a fan of a lot of these politicians. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You probably would, your, your favorite NBA star probably wouldn't be your favorite anymore. Right. You know? uh, I am 100% uh, on board with you there. There's no question. And I don't think there is a good answer there because you can't legalize it. You can't legalize it. Um, we shouldn't legalize we it. We can legalize prostitution, I think, I, which I'm good with because, yeah, like you said, I'm an adult. You, you're going to pay with it anyway. Right. I'm an adult. She's an adult. I think that with regular testing, mm -hmm. and, and honestly, even in some cases, the only reason why I say regular testing is because 
That man goes and sees that prostitute. He catches something, then he gives it to three other people. I don't want my penis to sneeze. Right. But no sniffles. The the argument that we are ever going to get rid of pedophilia, I think I do think that we should have stricter uh, punishments for pedophiles. I think that is number oh, one. Sure. I think that um, if you are a pedophile, wood chipper. We need yeah we, we we need to separate you from society. And this is my this is my idea to get rid of pedophilia. And I don't think you'll ever get away with it. You'll never get rid of evil. You're never going to get rid of evil people. Right, there are right. evil people out there that want to hurt people. You're but, never going to get rid of those people. You can make them cower back to the dark. But this is how we do it. Number one, we create, and this is where the libertarian in me is going to take a step back. I'm going to take a step back as a libertarian oh, here. Come on, be conservative for us. Uh, this, will, this may even sound more liberal. Ooh. Okay, this is big government. Mm. Government facilities for pedophiles who have never offended. If you are a pedophile and you are afraid you will offend, we can separate you, put you in a comfortable place, in a, in a, in a commune, with a wall, mm. with food, with freedom, with video games, with television, whatever, and you can work in that commune and doing factory-type labor or whatever. You can work in that commune. You can make money. You can have your own little lifestyle, whatever. You just can't be with everybody else. Mm -hmm. But if you offend... Death penalty or life in prison. That used to be a thing. Have you ever lived in the neighborhood to where, like, you had someone new to the neighborhood come knock on the door and they had to tell you, like, hey, I'm a... I've never had that. I've never I'm lived a, in the neighborhood, I'm a, hardly. So. I'm a registered sex offender. Yeah, I know that's a thing, but I've never lived I've in the neighborhood. I've had that happen once when I was living down in Mobile, and I was like, oh, good to know. Yeah. I'm not fucking with you. Did yeah. You, at like, all. We got an app here in town, mm -hmm. the Lowndes County app. Yeah. And it'll you can tell see you all of them. And there's you lots. Wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how many live close to you. Here's here. the thing, though. Yeah. This is the thing about sex offenders is... Um, and most of them don't even register when they get out. all of those are pedophiles. Right. Not well, everyone that, who's that a sex is offender is a pedophile. Right. And there's also cases of, you know, wrongful convictions. There are cases of people being accused of something or, you know, maybe like, I, I'm sorry, but if you're a 19 year, if you're a 19 year old and you're sleeping with a 16 year old or an 18 year old sleeping with a 15 year old, which actually would be illegal. Not um, Mississippi. That's eighteen and fifteen. Age of consent in Mississippi is fifteen, if I'm not mistaken. Sixteen. Is it? Yeah. Age of okay. consent in the state of Mississippi is sixteen. Well, see, that's what I was gonna say. Actually, I think it was two weekends ago we were talking about this about false rape accusations. Yeah. Females, I think, should carry a. I believe that they should carry a very a, similar, of course, charge is what he, the man would have gotten, or at very least what they would get now. Now, if we go to death penalty or life imprisonment for pedophiles. And this is the problem. And this no, is dude, no, it's not life in prison. You, uh, and it's more than giving them Lupron, which is what they give to. And I hate it for these these children who are starting what they call gender affirming care. I know we're late in the game here, but gender affirming care is let's, when let's you, not get too far off on this. When, when you're episode. when you're a male and you start taking estrogen, that's gender affirming care. They will also subscribe prescribe Lupron, which is what we give to pedophiles to sexually castrate them. So, like, I don't want to just sexually castrate pedophiles. I want to remove them from the earth. I, I definitely think we have to remove them from society. Mm -hmm. We no, have to remove no, them from society. I'm talking public hanging. I, I'm not opposed to that. I'm not, I'm, this, I'm not arguing with you on this. This is. I'm, I'm and just and saying that me, I'm, and, I'm... And let me make a real light point on this, is let's go back to Step Brothers. Let's go back to American Pie. Are the movie accepted when we were when we were our coming to age, our rite of passage? We had good comedy films. 
and it made fun of all these weird things that you did not want to be so regularly that you would never want to be one because pop culture was actively making fun of that to where you didn't want to be on the outside of the norm. What has happened to comedy? People aren't, I mean, I'm not saying that comedians are not funny. They still do it and they still shine, but like, I think we, it makes comedy better. Com- it, yes. The world that we live in has made comedy better. Dude, that's interesting. Yeah, because it's what makes comedy comedy is you willing, you being willing to attack the taboo. Mm -hmm. Like what makes comedy comedy? But we are not so allowed to do that so much anymore. When's the last? Well, not in movies. Name the last great comedy film. I haven't seen a great comedy film in a very long time. Uh, That being said, though, all right. So can I play devil's advocate for you here? Do it. So what you're saying is, is what we need comedies to do is to call the weird and push the norms but what if you are a person who legitimately identifies as one of these weird things and you have to spend the rest of your life in hiding as that weird thing good from the norm good that's the way it used to be that's the way it should be but i mean what why what makes your right to happiness greater than theirs I don't give a damn about what they want to call a map, a minor attracted person. We're not talking about rights. minor attracted people. We're talking about everything else. I feel like I feel like when if you I feel like when you make the argument, if I if I make a devil's advocate argument for this, and I'm then going to the worst thing, you're, it's kind of like when somebody says something about abortion. They're like, "What about fourteen year olds that were raped by their dad forty seven times that got pregnant?" Okay, okay, you went to the automatic one thing that everybody's going to be like, "Okay, yeah, yeah we fine. get it in that situation." I'm not talking about pedophiles okay. and minor attracted people. I'm talking about trans people, gay people, um, things like that. Now, where I come into the argument here is when trans people start trying to push their ideas on my children. Mm-hmm. When you start trying to push that that ideology on kids, they are over. They are. That's not what I'm saying. What your comment said earlier, you were saying that you wanted our society to work the other way. You want our ideals to be to, pushed on everybody else. I want else. to publicly shame that behavior. Yeah, yes. I, I think that's wrong. I don't. I don't agree with you there. I think that when you, anytime you as a person, you step in and you say, I want the media, I'm I want morality. the government to yeah. regulate my worldview on the rest of the world, I think that's dangerous. I think that, and I think that when you let the government and you let media get away with that, or especially when you let the government do that, when the powers change, you don't have the right to be mad at what they're doing now if you would do the same thing in their position. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, like, with all of this, is like right now, I could not make a joke. Like, uh, I'm, I'm kicking the tape back to you. Like, if I wanted to take my eyes back and make like a, an Asian joke mm-hmm. and speak in a, a weird way. Right, and do that's my, a, that's my a, whole. That's my a flip. That's a, we're, we're kind of going to a different argument here. No, no, we're not. It's the okay. same thing. I mean, if 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 I was to make that kind of a joke, well, dude, you are a white guy. You cannot make a joke about Asians like that. Mm-hmm. Or even if you take it to like an LGBTQ. Okay. Thing. So what you're what you're arguing is the opposite of is what I'm saying though. What you're saying is is you don't like the fact that what the left is now doing is trying to control your speech, trying to control your humor, and pushing ideology onto you. But your argument back against it is for you to do the same thing to them. So you can't be mad at them for doing the same thing you're asking to do. You want media, you want government, you no, want society I, to shame I want, I, behavior. I want, all, I want everything to be fair game as the way it was when we were kids. Uh, I agree with that. But, but you, if... 
you also have to be okay with things going after you and your worldview. Mm-hmm. That's okay, you. dude. You, dude, that, well, that, bring, that's, bring that's the argument that I'm making. S- South Park uh, did enough damage to me as was. The whole time I was in high school, gingers don't have souls. <laughs> so and that's funny. Yeah, like it's funny. I've got I've got red in my beard, red in my hair. But the point that I'm making is what you said was you wanted the media and the government to shame people to your to 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 come back over and agree with your worldview. But if you ask for that, when the media is right now shaming people away from your worldview to its worldview, mm-hmm. you're you're making an argument that. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing. The only thing that's wrong was the ideals that, they'll pu- that they're pushing. Mm. But ideals can be subjective. I disagree with pushing a worldview on people that are not your children, not your family, not your community. That's wrong. I don't believe I actually and this is where me and a lot of conservatives, I'm a Christian, but I don't believe that we should have public schools that force Christianity on Muslim children. I don't believe we should have schools that push Christianity on atheist children. If that parent wants to raise their child as an atheist, that is their God given right. I believe God gave them that right. I believe that if you want to burn a flag, soldiers went and died for your right to be able to do that. Do I agree with what you're doing? No, but I don't believe you should go to jail for it because that's the rights that those soldiers died for. God gave us the rights to free will. When you start trying, the the reason why the trans community, the LGBTQ community, uh, these different communities, the reason why the, the government has the rights to do the things against the Christian church that it's doing now is because the Christian church voted those into place when we were in power. We're the ones who set this precedent. Yeah, uh, no fault divorce, uh, divorce, Ronald Reagan. My point exactly. So when you, How about that? What, when, <laughs> you, when, you get, when you are in power, this was my argument with uh, when Islam... Islamic shaming, um, Islamophobia was a big deal. When the government decided to start putting Islamic people, extremists, on like the no-fly list without due process, that's wrong. That's wrong. You can't do that. Because what happens when down the road, all you have to do to be on the no-fly list or the no-buy-food list or the no-travel list it can turn is now you, you're a conservative Christian and you can't do it. And I'll tell you this. Is if like, you're in power, you have a responsibility to stand up for those who are in less power than you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's just it. You, you, we, have, we have the responsibility to stand up. But for right now we're not in power. Uh, we're, we're losing the power. Yeah. And and the thing is though, and I think we're we're wailing and weeping a little bit because we don't like that lack of control anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Wes, I wanted kind of your take on this. Is like Trump had a town hall last week, and uh, they that's took, what I'm saying. They by took, the way, they, Lauren, they took a question from the crowd, and it was a dude, and he was like, "Will you, you know, pass another retarded bill like uh, the the bump stop bill?" Mm-hmm. Which was totally ineffective. But do you remember when he did that? Oh, I remember very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember very well because and right the and then, I'm and not anti Trump. And then in his and when Trump answered, like, and I hated this answer. I'm not a Trump guy, but the way he worded it kind of made me cringe. He said, 
Second Amendment rights are privileged. <laughs> no, no, it, it is no, not. It is not. Absolutely, uh, it is not. That, that, is, that is ordained, baby. Let, let, me yeah. get, let me get off on this for a second. This is my problem with Donald Trump. Donald Trump, this is the reason why I did not vote for Donald Trump the first time. The only reason I may vote for him the second time is because the free market ten, seems to like him. Mm-hmm. Our, our economy likes him being president. I don't think he's necessarily doing anything that's making the free market do better. But when you have an elderly person, right, when you have an elderly person with dementia in the White House, the market's not going to do well. When you have a businessman in the White House, the market does better. that's the point, Jake, is like a lot of people's confidence in the American economy depends on who is in the White House. A hundred percent, no question. My problem with Donald Trump and my problem with people that are really, really big Trump fans. Good job, Dino. Yeah, that is a good shout out. Biden in the Howard University graduation speech. I actually would like to watch that. We we may let's, let's, we, we don't let, have much time left. Let me pull those clips and we'll get it ready for uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. So we'll, we'll have that on. We'll, we'll pull that. We'll have that ready on Wednesday's clip. Um, here's my issue with people who are diehard Trump supporters. Okay, I'm going to use my a lot dad of people as an tell example. me. I'm going to use my dad as an example here. I've been great. I love my dad. Me and my dad. Me and my dad have a great relationship now, and 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 we agree on a lot, a lot of things, mm-hmm. but. One of the big arguments that people made as to why Hillary could not get into the White House, why it was such an important thing, was because of the protection of the Second Amendment. Okay, the protection of the Second Amendment was the most important thing that we had to pr- protect. And if Democrats are in charge of the Senate, the House, and the White House, they will abolish our Second mm-hmm. Amendment. And Donald Trump passed more gun laws yes, he did. and restricted our Second Amendment more than. Any president since Bill Clinton, probably even further back, he was more harmful to the Second Amendment than almost any other president. And Republicans and his supporters were silent. That's why I say it's it's one bird, it's two wings. It's Democrat, Republican. Most of the most heinous things that have happened that are against our First and Second Amendment rights Mm -hmm. comes under a Republican majority. I don't know about the First Amendment, but I do know second, second, yeah, under majority, yeah, yeah, mm. majority. Yeah, I mean, that's when true. Trump's first, Trump had everything in twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen. He had the Senate and the House. Mm-hmm. He lost the Senate and House, then he got impeached twice, whatever. But like when he had everything, you look at some of the laws and bills that he was signing and passing. It was not something that typical like Republicans or conservatives would be down yeah. with. They were just down with it because it was right. their guy. Right. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of conservatives, a lot of people in my family, I mean, my mom had this argument several times. Uh, my mom believes, believed that Donald Trump was ordained by God to be oh, the president. Dude, that I, it was, he was those people, appointed, man. he was appointed by God. And the problem with that belief system is, and a lot of evangelical Christians believe this, they believe that there's been these prophecies that, that Trump was going to be the president, yada, yada. The problem with that is the moment that you accept that worldview, he can do no wrong. He's now borderline deity. Yeah. Now we're no longer being fair to him. We're yeah. no longer putting him on the same. And so now well, it's, it's more of a Kim Jong Un. Right. It's we, more of a you know. You can no longer question him because he was ordained by God. Yeah. He's God's chosen one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is such a dangerous, toxic belief system not for you to look into to a politician. A hundred percent. Now, uh, you know, God might be in control, might have a plan, whatever. But here's what I I'll say: I think that. Worshipping politicians and also not calling politicians that you supported on their bullshit, mm-hmm. not calling people in your party on their bullshit, 
not being able to stand up and be like, hey, guys, I voted for you, but you messed up here. Mm-hmm. Same, Lauren. Lauren's made two good comments in a row. I don't have time to climb up my soapbox mountain to list all the reasons I'm not a Trump fan, and the speck of dust size credit I will give him is solely in the economy. Well, best economy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was. It was. A, I mean, we were in a bull until, economy until COVID. Now, here's the thing, though: that bull economy started under Obama. Mm. It did. It did. It did. It started. I think it started the, when we started drilling that liquid gold. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. Ar- the, the point, I'm, and the point I'm making here is the person in the White House is not the own is not the main factor of what's going on in our economy. No. I will say this though, I do believe that Donald Trump does have policies. I think he does have beliefs and things that are will be good for the economy. And I think that where we're at right now, that I probably love, is the most important thing. And I, I would hope that we maybe we could dig into the town hall a little bit with what he said because I think mm-hmm. uh, Donald Trump and CNN hosted it. And you know yeah. CNN I hates that. Trump. I'm curious as yeah. what you're talking about because I and only that, saw one clip where he pulled the paper out. Dude, I watched it. Yeah, that yeah, was screenshot. such a But I hadn't dude, seen anything so else perfect. from the town but hall, but I heard. What he said about the Russia-Ukraine war was so perfect. And Caitlin Collins. They were trying to get him to pick a side. Yeah, they were trying to, you know, they wanted us like, so do you want Ukraine to win? And they tried, and Caitlin Collins asked three times, you want Ukraine to win? He was like, I don't care about win or lose. I want people to stop dying. Will you say that Putin is a war criminal? I don't think it's wise to say that he's a war criminal when we're trying to de-escalate a war because if you call him that, the moment – the war is declared over. He's going to fight harder and harder because he knows what's coming if the war's over. He's going to be indicted. Yeah. So the best thing that we can do is come to the table and agree and end the war and he, the, the senseless bombings of cities, the senseless ending of lives. This war should have, first off, never happened. And number two, two weeks in, should have been negotiated and over. Mm-hmm. Give them Crimea back. Let them have access to the to the only warm water seaport. I don't care. I'm not pro Russia, but fuck war altogether. Fuck it, dude. I'm not with it. Yeah. Like, well, if if that's what they want, they want they want a warm water port to trade. And by the way, NATO has been encroaching in, in, encroaching on Russia for years, and now they're finally about to let Ukraine and all these other Eastern European countries into NATO, mm-hmm. that encroaches on Russia. Yeah. And that was part of the agreement that they signed when the the Cold War ended. But that nobody they, wants to talk about yeah, that. that. They wouldn't be allowed on his doorstep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lawrence says, I don't know if a man could handle me. Are you implying that a woman could handle you? Oh man, up could handle me. Oh. That, uh, I've ran into Lauren in public like three times now, and uh, she says that a lot. She's like, I don't, I don't think y'all could handle it. Y'all could <laughs> handle me. She's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, that doesn't. That doesn't threaten my masculinity <laughs> at all. I'm cool with that. I don't really. I honestly, it's very difficult for me to, uh, for my, for to 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 get me that way. Like I just. People, I've been hearing that my whole life. I don't think you can handle me, especially when you're a big, mm-hmm. masculine dude that's known for like fighting and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to come around and they talk, and it's like, all right, bro, I don't, you know. And that's not what she's doing, but like, yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. Maybe we couldn't. Um, I mean, and the, the other thing here is, uh, I, I honestly think we probably could, considering 
99.9% of the things that uh, I say on here, you seem to agree with, but uh, so I don't even know what you're talking about. But uh, but yeah, it would uh, it would definitely be interesting, an interesting conversation. That, she's that's, she's, that's a, she's she a, a spicy that's what one. she brings up is yeah. like uh, Abby on the show. I think it would be great to have a female on the show, and I was like, "Let's call man up." But yeah, I, I honestly think a female perspective on the show at times would be good. We did ask B- Miss Balin if she would. Yeah, she she won't though. So I've tried to get Balin on here a bunch of times. She's like, yeah, she's never she's never been down for it ever, ever. Um, so I tell you what we'll do. We're gonna wrap this up. We'll pick this conversation up on the next episode. Um, I think uh, I think this was a good episode though, guys. I don't know about y'all. I really it was it was, it. it was not the funny, carefree episode, oh, Tyler episodes we have. Yeah. But uh, I I can do this all day long, so I can do both. I can do funny, carefree. I can joke around. But you I called also, me out on my shit and some of the ideas that I've been kind of thinking would fix it, and you immediately addressed it and shot it down. So I appreciate I appreciate you not getting mad about that. Because some mean, people get get angry when you do that's that. That's what it's about, dude. Yeah. That's why that I like this devil's I, advocate. I like right? playing devil's advocate. I also like tearing ideas apart. I like taking ideas and just really backing away from them. Mm. And what I think, and, and tearing those ideas apart and really getting down to what will work and what won't. And you know what, after, and I spend a lot of my free time doing that, just on my own. In my own head, I'll just tear ideas apart and think about it. And what I've really come to is there is no answer to 99.9% of the world's problems. All the answers are going to cause new problems. That's why these problems are all so complex. I think the answer is self-responsibility for a lot of people. I think on a personal level that is. But and that's all you can really concern yourself with, right? Right. But now you've got 8 billion basically decisions to make yeah every single person now has to have self-responsibility and that it's just never going to happen yeah it's just never going to happen so on a, that's why on like a broad once you get on a broad enough scale it's kind of like i've said a million times before a any type of government works on a small enough scale yeah. if you were to take 20 people and go absolutely socialist with 20 responsible people that are committed to to making it work that would be one of the most absolutely dominant forces on the planet. If us four decided to all move in a house and live socialistically and pool resources and then reinvest the money responsibly, we would shake the world, okay? But on a large enough scale, it becomes a cash grab to see who can get to, uh, to the top mm-hmm. and control all the income. Yeah. So anything works on a small enough scale, nothing works on a large enough scale. And I think America has become sort of proof of that because the only thing that the what works the best is capitalism. Mm-hmm. And capitalism, when let run amok, becomes, uh, you know, overinflated. You end up with governments only passing laws in favor of big corporations. You end up with a million problems. But then any other flip side argument away from it is worse. You know, so what I've come to terms with is there is no right answers. Mm -hmm. There are only short term solutions and and plans that you can put into place. I mean, and that is one thing that I love about like I love going through like the man up or the Mississippi Superman comments and seeing all these granted dingbats. Yeah. Like (laughs) because. Because if y'all actually watch the show, you could see us, like, go through our ideas and challenge each other in such right. ways. Like, hold up, don't work. I mean, what you're seeing is these shorts and clips. Right. And you're, like, judging us based right. on, like, 30 but, seconds. Yeah. And That's what, the short, by the way, guys. And what, and what we're drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know? Uh, oh, my gosh. The Mike's Hard Lemonade comments Dude, have made us so you, famous. That was the most <clears throat> brilliant thing you ever could have done. Yeah. That is the best bit. We're talking about masculinity while drinking a bitch drink. Yes. I love it. Yes. For those of y'all that don't know, we do this shit on purpose. We're trying to get people to... Uh, um, to, to to comment. We're trying to be we're trying the reason we drink Mike Mike's hard lemonade is for that reason. Mm-hmm. It's for hate comments. We're doing it and they're delicious. They are. And I truly believe I that if you're the kind it. of man who cannot hear what another person says because of the the drink in their hand, or if you're yeah. the kind of person that, that thinks someone's you? a bitch yeah. because they drink a certain drink or because society's told you you can't drink that drink, society has told you you're not allowed to drink that bitch and remain masculine. That is such a feminine worldview. That is what feminine worldview is, very communal. Everyone has agreed this thing. I'm going to go along with it to be communal, to get along with everybody. We've all agreed men drink whiskey, women drink things that taste good. Okay, men drink things that taste bad. And what's crazy is the gay guy sitting at the bar drinking the Cosmopolitan is looking over at the straight white guy drinking the Bud Light, and it's like, dude, that's Bud Light anymore. Bud Bud Light, that's gay. (laughs) Dude, that's gay. That's gay. All right, guys, thank you guys for being on this episode of the Man Up Podcast. We will see you all in the next one. Uh, Make sure to go subscribe on YouTube and also Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok at the Mississippi Superman. Go share this episode. Leave us five stars on Spotify or on Apple. Um, uh, we don't have time to get to another one, but we'll get to this one. How would a person become a sponsor of the show? Stringburn, I will uh, I will have somebody reach out to you, brother. Um, or just shoot us a message on Instagram. But anyway, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Let's go, baby. Yeah.